Hi everyone! This is your host Harmit, and you're listening to Tobin Talks. Hi everyone! Thank you so much for tuning into Tobin Talks. My name's Harmit, and today we'll be talking to our social media editor, Jory, about her recent editorial on garbage and littering right here at the University of Manitoba, and how it relates to her experience working at Planet Pantry and as a landscaper. After that, we'll be speaking with arts and culture reporter Jessie about her experience at Next Stop Cafe, which is a really cool Iranian fusion cafe right here on Pamina. So if you're looking for a great place to study or hang out with friends, then stay tuned for more details about Next Stop Cafe. But before that, let's go over to our social media editor, Jory. So my name is Jory, um, pronouns she, her. My position at the Manitoban is social media editor. Give us a brief overview of your editorial this week. Okay, so my editorial is kind of a story with also kind of just like a message um, to everyone at the U of M. So essentially, I had two summer jobs. Both were kind of related around like the environment um, and garbage, essentially. So my first job was at a store called Planet Pantry at the Forks, which is a like low waste, zero waste store where you fill up stuff in bulk. So I learned a lot about like climate, how like we can do better. Um, lots of stuff like that just because my bosses were like so educated and then my second job was as a landscaper and like a garbage removal person for a company called Katie Landscaping and so essentially what I did was I picked up garbage every morning which doesn't sound very glamorous and then I would also do stuff like water flowers and just deal with like property maintenance essentially and so through both of those jobs I just heard a lot about litter about garbage about climate change and it was very like it was sickening just because it was like dug into your brain so much. Like every day you're like hearing this and you're like just, you know, learning about this and you're kind of getting frustrated with it. And it was rewarding because, you know, you are like cleaning up stuff and you're like, okay, at least I'm helping like pick up all this garbage I see. And then so I expected going to university. I was like, okay, university people, like they are, they're so clean and they're so nice. And like they won't litter because when I was growing up, like kids in my grade in high school, we like hated people who littered and if someone littered you're like pick it up right now because you don't want people to litter and so that's how i expected it to be here but then as i just you know month of september october things just keep keep getting like messier like and i just find there's garbage everywhere like i get off the bus and there's so much garbage there's garbage inside it's like people are littering inside and outside and it's just so sickening so my editorial is kind of like it ends being like a message to everyone to not litter on campus because you know we are an awesome university we're a beautiful university we're located like right near the river that's a really great message so what drew you to those two jobs because like you said they're they're both kind of similar so you had some interest in the topics yeah so um my job at the forks planet pantry i followed them for a long time um just because, like, growing up, the climate crisis, like, has become increasingly, like, popular in the media and just learning about. And I took interest in that in high school. And I was in a eco club, which we did a lot of stuff with involving, like, planting trees and, like, campaigning in our own high school about how, like, other students can participate and, like, be helpful to the environment. 
And then so leaving high school, I was like, I still want to kind of do things related to that. And so when they said that they were hiring, which they are, they are also a small business, like there's just two owners and then me and another guide. I was like, okay, I kind of want to be a part of this like personal, but also like helpful thing and like help educate people on how to do it while also helping myself like try to buy things zero waste or try to buy things that are better for the environment. So then that's kind of why I applied and got the job. And then, and then my job with Katie Landscaping, I've had this job since I was 14, and Whoa. which is crazy. I was like a young, a young worker. As, like, I got, I don't know, it's like you blank out when you're first working. Like, I don't know, your first year of working when you're 14. Like, I barely remember my first job. So I just remember, like, you know, the fun stuff. But then as you get older, you remember more. And so I remember being like, okay, um, there's literally so much garbage everywhere. And people are making me mad by the fact that they just litter in front of me. Like, I've had situations where I was picking up garbage. And they would just throw something in front of me because they just knew that I was, like, going to pick it up, which is really frustrating. And then so that's kind of why I stayed at it was I liked the fact that, you know, I'm cleaning up all this garbage that's going to be there if I don't clean it up. And then, you know, it's satisfying to see that because then you have this giant property, you get there, you drive in, right? And you see all this garbage there and you're like, oh, my goodness, like, there's going to be so much to pick up today. But then when you're done, you're driving out and you see everything and it's all clean. And you're like, I did that. Yeah, so I liked that aspect of it, and that's just kind of the environment and, like, keeping everything clean and, like, making everything nice is kind of what drew me to, like, both those jobs. I know you said you don't remember your earlier years too much, but, like, do you remember enough to kind of make a judgment on, like, would you say, like, the houses that you go to, like, or, like, just kind of the general landscaping that you do? Like, do you think it's gotten worse, better? Do you think the pandemic's had any effects, or do you think, like, your job's, like, kind of limited like you wouldn't be able to make a good judgment on that like what would you say just kind of with your experience I would say it comes in waves and it depends on the neighborhood unfortunately too so like we do properties all across um that's like from Transcona we go all the way to McGilvery like Tuxedo um South St. Mattel like just all over the place Mm -hmm. and so I remember when we first started there was properties where we go to where you would like drive in and there would never be any garbage like occasionally you have to get out and you have to grab one And then, like, right before the pandemic, there was a couple of times where we'd go to those properties that were always clean, and there would be, like, a garbage bag just, like, ripped open everywhere. And it was, like, rare, but, like, it was was starting to happen a bit more frequently, and you were like, okay, so maybe these, like, areas are, I don't know, just getting worse for garbage. Maybe there's just, like, a higher population of people that litter here now. Like, who knows, right? And then typical like places um you know like malls strip malls uh stuff like that they were always usually dirty before the pandemic and then I worked during the pandemic and then garbage was just like it was like done for a bit like really there was only like cigarettes on the ground I found which is still really terrible but it was like you were like okay there's a bunch of cigarettes on the ground but then everything else it was kind of rare and then you started seeing more masks as we started wearing masks because for a while people were just staying inside right? right But then when people were going out and having to wear masks, it was like masks on the ground everywhere. Like I would have to go through bushes where masks would get caught and just have gloves on and tear those like masks out of it. And it was kind of awful. But then you're like, okay, at least it's just mask and cigarette butts. And then after pandemic, it was just everything. Like people are going out, trash everywhere, like specific areas like um, Transcona. There was like a lot of garbage just because they have a lot of fairs there too for like kids. So then there was just a lot there. Um, and then properties that you were like, okay, we like, there's nothing here. Like we would just drive in and drive out. They got a bit worse as well. And people would also like more frequently throw things out of their car 
too. So drive-thrus got messier, just maybe because they didn't want to go inside and dine. They would go through the drive-thru and that would be messier. So I'd say it's definitely gotten a bit worse. And I guess with also, like, there's just, I, I, I almost feel like there's just more things that people can litter now. Like, like you said, like, we never wore masks before the ma- pandemic and, like, much more drive-through, much more people eating in or in, like, ordering stuff from Amazon and the amount of packaging in those things that you could just throw to the wind for no reason. For sure. insane. One of our properties, um, there's, like, a post office right near there, so then people get their packages, and it's, like, the amount of boxes we find, the amount of, like, bubble wrap, and even just, like, like, you know, the plastic wrap, uh, styrofoam we see, it's, like, everywhere, and that stuff gets everywhere. Like, if it gets run over by a car, styrofoam is everywhere all over the place. And so that has definitely been, like, increased for sure during my time yeah that's crazy that's sad it's weird when you like are actually experiencing it because you hear about this and like you hear about like litter in the oceans and like in the wildlife and you're like wow that's so crazy and like you kind of just like you think that's crazy and you feel bad but then when you're actually like experiencing it you're like oh my goodness like it probably like roughly if it was like a bad day where there was a lot of garbage like say the day before it was super hot and like there was lots of things going on like it was a weekend it would just be like the garbage would just be insane. And you knew you were going to be working for like over eight hours maybe that day. Because yeah. that's how bad it was. But you definitely have a lot of sympathy for like workers, which is like why my editorial was also like, don't just expect people to pick up after you. Because like there are workers that do that. But like they also have a life. Like they don't want to just be like, you know, picking up after you. And they maybe want to have hope that like, okay, today might be better. Today there might not be litter at the U of M. But yeah seems to never get better which sucks so that's terrible would you say like that's your least favorite part of the job where kind of like seeing that like even though you worked all these years like things aren't getting better I would say like that's yeah that is probably the worst part of the job is just especially because you don't even know that like on a long-term scale unless you really think about it but even like you'll finish for the day and you know like you'll be back tomorrow and it'll be dirty and so that's like the one of the worst parts is like you know you're never gonna go the next day and like things are just gonna be magically better and like everyone just stopped littering it's gonna be bad every day and so once you like zoom out you're like okay it's gonna be bad in the long run because it's not getting better even daily it's gonna get worse over time so that's bad and then also I just find it's bad like seeing some people just be so cruel about littering because like I've had encounters where someone drops something or someone litters and i I call them out because I'm like, this is a pro like I'm helping maintain this property. And so I say like, hey, pick that up. And I'm super polite about it. And they just swear at me. They yell at me. They get so mad at me. And it's like, all I'm asking you to do is just not litter. Just don't litter. I'm not asking you like to do all this specific stuff. I'm not asking you to take this picker from me and pick up the whole like (laughs) lot. I'm just saying, don't throw your stuff on the ground. And people get mad all the time. Like the fact that they're getting mad shows you how infrequently they've been told that that's something that they have to do. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's so frustrating. And like, I can't even say like there's a specific age that gets mad. It's like every age range now. It's just like, why are you telling me to not litter? And it's like, (laughs) well, (laughs) basic principle. There's reasons. There's lots of reasons here. So yeah, Yeah. that's definitely the, another frustrating aspect of my job. Yeah. You'd mentioned very briefly that like, okay, yeah, U of M is doing stuff. U of M has sustainability practices, but the problems that you're noticing are on the consumer level. Like they're on like the students and the staff's staff who are doing this daily so um would you say that's kind of more your key takeaway i'd say that's kind of what i wanted to hone in on because i wanted 
us to like think about it on a smaller level especially because like I started off talking about like oh businesses like you know the businesses I work for and then they're employed by like a bigger business and we do a property it's like this isn't just about the specific properties I'm talking about I'm like I talk about specifically in the editorial like people littering in front of me like I just mentioned like that happens all the time and so I'm just really trying to like make you think about like what you're doing because you can't complain about things and you can't like you know worry about the climate if you're also contributing to like this mess here and you also like shouldn't feel entitled to be like oh um well someone's gonna pick up after me um an employee works here the u of m is is doing so much for sustainability it's like yeah they could be doing a lot they could be like building the coolest like freaking energy thing you you don't even know right but it's also like the principle of the fact that like garbage is also a big problem and you're contributing to that problem and even if you're not contributing to it Many of your friends could be. So, like, make people aware that they shouldn't be littering. Pick up after yourself. Remind your friends, like, I don't really care if they swear at you (laughs) or get mad at you. Just just tell people to not litter because I think that's, like, the important part of it. If you're expecting, you're like, oh, the U of M isn't doing anything. But if we're not picking up our own litter, then how does the U of M know that we care about litter being an issue and if you show at least on a small scale that you care you're at least helping out in a way but you're you're showing the u of m like hey i care that my campus is pretty and maybe you'll put more funding into sustainability here maybe you'll like hire you know something like that so also last question are you subscribed to tobin talks jory of course i'm subscribed i just said about like 20 minutes ago that i went on a binge during reading week i watched all the episodes which were very very good and yeah so it's been great mm-hmm. you should listen to all the episodes you should even rate it do you know where people can find tobin talks like basically any audio platform but like i listen to it on spotify you can listen to it on podcasts but if you go on the instagram which i manage link in bio you can find it right there there we go okay so I feel like we've done a lot of what's your takeaway, what's your takeaway, what's your takeaway, but any last thoughts or like just something that you want the students or staff here at U of M to know? Well, first of all, the staff, I want you to know that if you're like a janitor or um, someone that is landscaping here, you are much appreciated. I can see how much effort you put in. I was just walking here. I saw some guys shoveling snow and I appreciate it very much because I am not wearing proper winter boots. And so you guys definitely don't get paid enough. You deserve a break. And I'm very glad that we have you here on campus. As for the students, don't litter. Be a bit more appreciative of the spaces you have here because majority of the time you get here, they are pretty clean. And if they aren't clean, it's because of your fellow students. So if you have the time out of your day, go to a janitor, just say thanks. They're always so nice. They're always so helpful. Yeah, just be a bit more appreciative of your spaces. Thanks, Jory. Now let's go over to Jesse, our arts and culture reporter, to hear about Next Stop Cafe. I'm Jessie, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm one of the arts and culture reporters at the Manitoba. That's so cool. So, how are you feeling today? How's your day been? What's going on? It's been busy. I ran here because I booked a meeting way too close to our appointment. So I'm out of breath, but I'm coming down. The adrenaline's wearing off. That's good. 
That's good to hear. So give us a brief overview of the article you wrote this week about Next Stop Cafe. Yeah, so I wrote a restaurant review in our Tobin About Town series about Next Stop Cafe, which is an Iranian Western fusion restaurant. Um, They serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they have this incredible milkshake menu. So I talked a bit about that, what the vibe's like in the restaurant, and generally how much I like the food. So from the article, it seemed as though you'd kind of been there quite a few times. So when did you you first find out about that? Um, I think it was because they were offering discounts for people who came in after getting their vaccinations. Oh. Yeah. And at the time, you know, businesses were struggling because people weren't going out of their houses. So... Uh, one of the waitresses was telling us that she felt like people would come back if they had gone there once before. And I've brought people about 12 times <laughs> to the oh restaurant. So she was right. People do come back. I come back. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think the last time I was there was a couple weeks ago when I wrote the article. Oh, my God. That's so cool. 12 times. <laughs> okay. So what did you order during that first visit? I ordered a chicken burger. <laughs> a chicken burger. Okay. I had a strawberry milkshake. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, I think I had the, I, I'm such a picky eater, and I have such, like, I've gone there a few times, too, but I'll order, like, the same thing every time. The strawberry milkshake is definitely one of my, one of my safe options. Yeah, it's hard not to when you like it. Like, experimenting can be rewarding, but, like, the first time I had the chicken sandwich, I kind of cried. Like, I guess I was so hungry. I was so hungry. Oh, my God. Like, out of happiness? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have that reaction to food sometimes. Oh, um, my God. So, that's so cute. Yeah. That's so, when so I, sweet. <laughs> when I order the chicken burger again, it's usually to harness that, like, emotional response and try to get it again. Oh, my God. Has it worked? No. Yeah. <gasps> you can't really cry at the same chicken burger more than once. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good life lesson. <laughs> that's amazing. So, what would you say is your favorite meal to order from there, like something that you order all the time? Well, besides the chicken burger, pretty much always get the next stop breakfast when I go for breakfast. When I go for dessert, I always get a different kind of milkshake, and then I'll get some sort of coffee. So I like getting the Turkish coffee with a milkshake just because it contrasts with the sweetness. Mm -hmm. And then for dinner, I kind of switch between the chicken burger and the falafel wrap. Uh, Everybody that I, I bring with me to the restaurant for some reason orders that and they love it yeah. so yeah you can't just not try that when everybody's raving about it it's funny you mentioned turkish coffee that was my next question because you've mentioned in your article that next stop is one of one of the few like cafes or restaurants in winnipeg that kind of offers that so do you want to just outline kind of what that is and yeah so it's a little bit like loose leaf tea but with coffee and i think it's one of the original ways that coffee was served so they give you a small cup with the finely ground coffee grinds still floating in the cup and they serve a little shot of water and a sweet like a sort of nutella biscuit thing so you drink the coffee and if you get any grinds in your mouth you can rinse with the water so it's kind of an experience it feels like there's an order of operations and the waitress will usually ask if you need help like navigating the drink it's nice it's a little bitter but i like my coffee bitter so okay interesting that's that's really cool and it kind of also like and I, I, it, I feel like it appeals to that part of our, part of our like minds that kind of wants like an order and like there's like a rhythm to this and like how you actually do it. Totally really cool. Okay, so you did mention the robot a little bit in your article, <laughs> but how do we feel about the robot? Because I loved the robot. Yeah. It's so cute, and it's just you know, it's a robot, and it smiles. Like the first time I went, me and my friend took a picture with it, so uh, yeah. we loved it. How did you feel about the robot, or do you feel? About the robot. I 
okay, I was anticipating this question because at the, <laughs> at the staff meeting, the robot came up and everybody basically started applauding the robot. And I knew, like, I, I don't know how it's going to be received when people find out that I kind of have not positive things to say about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's cute. Yeah. The problem is when you go more than once and then other people start to react the same way to the robot, it interrupts whatever's going on at your table. Yeah. And I need to be the center of attention. <laughs> So that's one problem. I think the other thing is, like, I spent some time in Japan, and pretty much everything has a screen with a face and makes sounds oh, at you. Okay. So the novelty of that sort of phenomenon wore off for me when I was there. Right. Uh, and when I saw the robot, I don't know, I just wanted my food. We had to take pictures of the robot holding the food because the people that I was with were so amazed. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Here's the other thing. If you're socially awkward and you need a conversation piece... That that's it. It, it rolls up to you and talks to you and sings. So that's true. So would you say it's like a good like first date location? Because then you just you can be like, oh, look at those people reacting to the robot. Look at you know, there's like something to like you said, like something to just like talk about. Yeah, totally. I think it's a really warm atmosphere for the for one thing. But I think the robot, yeah, if you suddenly start panicking and sweating, then nah. it can save you. So that's so funny. I'll I'll keep that in mind. So um, that kind of brings me to follow up. Who would you recommend the restaurant to? Like, obviously, I would say if I had to recommend it to, I would recommend it to just the general student body just because it's so close to us. Mm. And I would say it's also affordable. Like, who would you recommend it to? I think everybody. I've brought people who are retirees and have never had Iranian food. I've brought other students and I've brought people who are, like, somewhere in between those two demographics. Yeah, I think that if you need a pick-me-up, if you need a place to kind of chill after a hard day, if you want to go somewhere and yeah yeah that's really cool so what other what other places would you recommend for students other than next stop cafe maybe something that you're planning to feature tobin around tobin around uh i like coffee and so there's gonna be an emphasis on coffee places right one of the places that i want to write on next has cheesecake and a giant stuffed bear that's the hint that i'll give cheesecake and a giant stuffed bear yeah okay i am going there right now <laughs> midterms who cares you don't need them you don't cheesecakes yeah i need cheesecake okay yeah that's really cool do you have anything else that you want to add about next stop about the arts section about manitoba and anything you want listeners to know uh the staff here are really hard working and professional and cool but what's your favorite dish you said you've been there what's my favorite dish i like i said i'm very picky and I only, <laughs> I, I eat very limited things, but they have like a little like chocolate cake that I really like. And then paired with like a milkshake. Usually the strawberry milkshake is what we go for. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Harmit. Just a reminder that if you ever have any suggestions or feedback for people who you'd like to see on the podcast, if you'd like to be on the podcast, if you want to send in any of your poetry, short stories, any of those types of things, please email me at audio at themanitoban.com. You can find Tobin Talks Thursdays at 1130 on 101.5 FM radio, which is UMFM radio, and you can listen to us anytime on all of your podcast streaming services, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's it for today, and we'll see you on the next episode of Tobin Talks.